Welcome to the Normal Cast, everybody, a movie talk podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Adam. Snap for us, Adam. Wow, I was hoping you'd choke. <laughs> we were just <laughs> he was just bragging about how well he can uh, snap. Anyway, welcome. We're gonna talk about movie news that's happened and things we've seen recently, and we're just gonna jump right into it. In advance, if you notice, it's maybe a little echoey or something. We're just recording somewhere kind of weird and different. Cause... Trying out a new location. Sure, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Life goes on. Lots of trailers came out, and by lots, I mean three that I cared about, so we're going to talk about them. First, you just watched the Zombieland Double Tap tra- double tap trailer. Double Didn't want to call it two. Zombieland 2. Is it not? There's The 2 was in the logo, but the official title is Zombieland Double Tap, because oh. apparently people are more likely to see it if you don't put a number in it. Really? Yeah, that's a new kind of study they're doing. If you just do like a name, then a new like subtitle, people are wait. They feel like they don't have to see the first one. Oh, that makes sense. Personally, I miss when we just be like Spider Man T two. You know, yeah. like Spider Man two. Like I miss just when you could just say the <laughs> type. But whatever, it works. That's the point. Is we're talking about the trailer. Um, what did you think about it? I think it looks real fun. Uh, me too. I've I really liked the first Zombie Land. I forget. I, I was in high school, maybe middle school when I saw it. I can't quite remember. I think I was in middle school. Okay, it was probably around there. I remember it was like because it's it's a pretty hard R if I remember language wise and all that. Yeah. And so I remember it was like you know me being like, oh, I haven't seen a ton of these <laughs> before, but um, this looks like more of the same in a good way. Like it's yeah expanding now they're going from like they just formed a family to now trying to keep the family together they're going to more silly locations throwing in some new cast here and there rosario dawson yeah i yeah i'm super on board for it i like them in the white house just like goofing around because why wouldn't you in the zombie apocalypse go to the white house but yeah i don't know it's i need to get another like old actor like they had bill murray that was oh my gosh the bill murray cameo was something beautiful like don't just redo it though Maybe no fresh, no but like i want the same i love thing. another cameo like that but yeah. don't because that cameo was perfect it that's was... like the perfect of cameos right there it's so good but besides that i'm definitely excited for this i never would have guessed because it's been like 10 years plus yeah since this movie it didn't occur to me that you could make a, a sequel but i think yeah it, it'll why end not? Up being... it's a fun zombie filled like over the top goofy world where they're like, you know, going to amusement parks and using monster trucks and uh, crop, like, what do you call those? The harvesters that just like yeah. <laughs> chop up the zombies. I'm excited to see what they do. What did you think about the trailer that came out for Scorsese's The Irishman? The trailer's not super exciting. No, the trailer's pretty nothing, but it's cool that it's happening. Yeah, everybody involved is exciting. It's Netflix, which is a big thing that, like, Scorsese is making a direct-to-Netflix film. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Also that he's got... I mean, he probably just has to ask, you know, be like, Hey, Robert, Pacino, Apache, you want to be in a movie that I'm making? And they'll, they'll all just say yes. But it's three huge names in it, the huge name directing it, for Netflix... Do you think this is gonna... I don't know, there was the whole thing about, like, Spielberg, everyone kind of pinned on him, the whole, like, delegitimizing kind of Netflix is making movies and all that, and this is definitely having something like this really legitimize it. Not that I think it needs legitimizing, but you know what I mean. It's just, it's Martin Scorsese making a direct-to-Netflix movie. Yeah, it's like, I think if it went to theaters, it would do well, so I wonder how much he's sacrificing on making it a netflix 
thing. I'm wondering how much they paid him to make they, it for Netflix. They would have had, like... Netflix that... is famous for giving out money, like, with reckless abandon. It's... But, I mean, if there's... It's, a, like, a kind of, you know, historical gang kind of movie, it looks like. It looks like a Scorsese movie. looks like a Scorsese movie. And if you got... Those are the people I want in a Scorsese gang movie, so sure, I'll watch it because it's on Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my thought process on it. I think because they're probably gonna do like a limited theatrical run and to get some Oscar like nominations in. Do you think? I wonder if it will get nominated for anything. We'll have to wait for it to come it out. It could be awful. It could be aw- that happens sometimes. It could be an absolutely terrible movie, but. I mean, I'll watch it. That's my bottom yeah. line because it's on Netflix. I will watch it. In theaters, do you think you'd go see The Irishman? Yeah. If it got good buzz, I would. If it if it got medium to good buzz, I would see it. You just need medium. I'd need some decent buzz just because I feel like that's really so Scorsese's wheelhouse of like doing the thing. I'm just like, I might wait on this one, you know, but. I, yeah, I'm just a big Scorsese fan. You so. are, you definitely are. But if it's on Netflix, I'm watching it. <laughs> the last of the trailers that came out, the one that I'm most excited for of the three trailers we're talking about, is a little film called The Lighthouse. Yeah. It's Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson, pretty much like just them. The cast has like one more person, and I think it's just like just some hallucination lady. Like, did they see it at some point? Like, because they just said The Mermaid on like, the IMDb list. <laughs> That's exciting. But, so there's only two, like, main actors in it. I can't wait. Yeah. Like, really, and I can't wait for this film. Like, the frame was, like, a square, basically. Yeah, it was, the aspect ratio was, like, old school, like, you yeah. know, perfect, like, <laughs> equilateral. It was black and white. It, I don't know if it was a filter applied later, or maybe they filmed that on old cameras, but it had that old black and white grain that, like, real old movies have, like... I would imagine they definitely filmed it on film, but probably went in afterwards and made it a little more. I mean, that's how, yeah, that's how everyone, because even, because there's certain people like, uh, even J.J. Abrams, when he did the Star Wars movie, he shot it on film. Yeah. And, but then you just make it, you turn that to digital and then do digital effects and then maybe turn it back into film. It's a weird, (laughs) you know, it's a process if you really love film, I guess. But the whole idea, at least it looks real old. I love the style of it. They both seem like they're going insane, and I'm excited. Yeah. Those are two actors I want to see go insane together. Yeah. When Willem Dafoe is like talking to Robert, he's like, "How long have we been at this lighthouse, boy? A week? A month? <laughs> <laughs> Just like a day? <laughs> Just like, a, like a lot of times people ask you like, how long have we known each other, or how long have we been here as like exposition? But he like honestly doesn't know. Yeah, how long he's like. <laughs> I love it so much. It's just, it's a super mysterious trailer that looks like it's going to be weird, like really weird, which I'm in the mood for. So I'm just in a weird movie loving like aspect of my life where I want them to go weird. Like I think this already kind of made some festival like rounds. Maybe I'm wrong in remembering that, but it just said coming soon. So I don't know when it's coming out. This year, it better come out like in a theater near us because it might be one of those things. We've got an Angelica relatively close to us. I'm like pretty positive it'll be at Angelica. If that Angelica got all is true with the the Kenneth Branagh film I'm talking about that opened in like 60 theaters in the country, that Angelica will get this because I think there's a little more hype behind this. I think it also helps, you know, more people are Googling Robert Pattinson's name than in the last that 10 years. <laughs> and everyone just loves Willem Dafoe. So, honestly, like, because I guarantee, like, budget-wise, this was real 
low. If they if a company puts a decent release into this, like this could be like I'm not saying like you know it's gonna make a hundred million dollar, but I mean like if you make sixty million dollars on what is a three million dollar budget, like that's insanely good. Yeah. Maybe Willem Dafoe will get a nice Oscar nomination out of it if it is good. Dude, if it's like really good, I'd say Best Picture. <laughs> Just want... based on the trailer. Like, you want this to be Best Picture. I want picture. this to be Best Picture. I'd love if this was like the Best Picture of the year. But yeah, anyway, I, I'm just not gonna, I could just gush about how excited I am from that one little sneak peek. Just because people I love in it, mm -hmm. and it's a cool feel to a trailer. And sometimes that's all you need. But now let's move into more mainstream types of news. Hooray! I'm talking about DC. Hooray! We love all their movies, right? No. <laughs> no? Okay. Anyway, um, so I've talked to you before, I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the podcast, that they are making a New Gods movie, which is like, if you don't know, New Genesis, Apocalypse, Dark Side, High yeah. Father, you yeah. get all those characters in there. It's the Jack Kirby parts. Jack Kirby made Eternals with Marvel, and he made oh, the New yeah. Gods. And now they're both making both. <laughs> we're just, it's just time, because there, there's a lot of similarities to just the basic idea of what the Eternals and the New Gods are. Jack Kirby really likes that stuff. He just liked making big cosmic-like races of wars, two opposite factions, one clearly good, one clearly evil. <laughs> like, it's yeah. very interesting. But um, the director, her name is Ava DuVernay, which I think is a wonderful name for stuff. It's got such a meter to it. I've heard it. Ava DuVernay. She made, the only thing I know is the um, Wrinkle in Time, that movie. Is that, is that where I know that from? <laughs> I don't know. Is it where you knew it from? Let me... I mean, Google I it. wouldn't be surprised. But, you know, even though people, like, weren't huge fans of that movie, uh, that was, like, people say that is just a weird movie. So, hey, if you're going to make a weird New Gods movie... Oh, she did Selma. She produced Selma, didn't direct it. She wrote for some film called Middle of Nowhere. She's written a lot. She's got 99 miscellaneous crew credits. That's got to be fun. <laughs> She's just a mic person. That's a lot to have on your IMDb miscellaneous crew. Someone just didn't want to or couldn't remember what she was one day oh, and put yeah. her down as miscellaneous crew and everyone else when they go on IMDb to fill in her name <laughs> just see that and like, oh, that's easier. <laughs> thumbing through my little paper tabs here to see what she was. Anyway, so Ava DuVernay was just confirming because someone asked her, is Darkseid gonna actually be in this movie? And she said yes. Well, specifically she said Darkseid is, which is a famous Darkseid quote meaning kind of like, he is their everything, the king, the ruler of God. It's a comic oh, quote. like, I am? Yeah, it's kind of an I am thing, like Darkseid is. So we are gonna eventually finally get the Darkseid we were supposedly supposed to get in the Snyder Cut that doesn't exist of Justice League. Um, does that excite you? No. <laughs> You're not excited at all? No. I'm, I grew up like he was really cool in the old animated series. It's like cool with, when like the Justice League's fighting him. I don't want a Dark Side movie. Though. But no, it's because <laughs> I think what they need to do because the New Gods have so many characters. The most interesting ones are people like Orion and Mister Miracle. Do you know those characters? I know Orion. Mr. Miracle or Scott Free, he had a whole episode in Justice League Unlimited that was just about him, and it's one of my favorites. He was... So Orion and Scott Free, Mr. Miracle, get it? Scott Free, he's an escape artist, so he gets uh, off Scott, Scott Free. Haha, <laughs> puns. <laughs> but um, Orion and Scott Free were the uh, children of High Father and Dark Side, and to try to make some peace, they swapped kids. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, but it's really interesting because so... 
Mr. Miracle essentially was a grown-up like being tortured trying to be brainwashed to like serve Darkseid and then Highfather like actually raised Orion to be a hero so even though he's the son of Darkseid his father is like this big evil guy he still knows his father is evil and then Mr. Miracle is someone who became an amazing escape artist to escape like the torture chambers mm -hmm. he was being kept in and then so he hates Darkseid so Darkseid really just lost them both <laughs> it didn't work out for him but I think there's a lot of like you talked before about how Marvel's good at humanizing like big cosmic things. If you focus on like the whole like father son kind of situation with like characters like that, there's a lot of humanizing you can do with that. But DC's not good at Don't that. <laughs> I'm not just gonna write them off. Maybe Ava DuVernay has it all under control and is gonna do it well. I think it would be cool just to see Darkseid, because those who don't know, he's like DC's version of Thanos. No, that's always the thing people will be saying forever, because Thanos got in the movies first, so that's what everyone's going to yeah. say. But um, I think it'll be cool to see him in live action. He can be an interesting character. If it's good, I'll see it. Yeah. <laughs> you sound so enthusiastic, Adam. I'm surprised you didn't have like anything to say. I remember like years ago when it was you and I in high school, and you were talking about how excited you were for the fact that there would be a Justice League movie in like four years. Like, you were the most hopeful DC movie fan. I mean, my whole life I've been wanting a Justice League movie. And then, <laughs> and then, I, and then you got I like the one I got. And so I'm not going to put any stock or hopes in anything <laughs> DC ever again. You are a broken man. That's so sad. I remember because you asked me, would you rather see, like, you said at the time it was like the third Avengers movie or the Justice League movie if you could only see one. And I said uh, the third Avengers movie, and you said you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was a fool. <laughs> anyway, besides the reminiscing, more about DC. Apparently they're still making that Black Adam movie, like a solo movie for Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Black Adam that we've heard, we've heard about for a long time. They cast him like way before they even like cast Shazam. Yeah. I assume they just do him for the sequel, but they're still saying they're going to do a Black Adam movie. How are you going to make a Shazam 2 and not have Black Adam in it, but have him have his own movie. Are you, like, tr setting up a trilogy here? I don't or you, understand like, cross it. cross him over? Apparently, it's going to follow the evolution of him. Like, he's going to start as a villain and then become an anti-hero. Because in the comics, he's kind of done that over time. I just knew him, like, from cartoons as a villain, so I don't know. That's like Venom. Like, apparently, like, for, like, you know, a lot of time in the 90s, Venom was, like, you know, an anti-hero in the comics. Super edgy, like more grit than spider-man hero but to me it's like i like him as a villain <laughs> yeah i don't know it but i know even less about black adam it just surprises me they're still maybe going to make this they say 2021 is kind of the implied like i don't understand why they like just whiff on justice league and it's like all right we didn't do well at that but we're gonna do super good on all the characters nobody cares about yeah, it's interesting isn't it like i don't know it's DC's weird. I don't like to just hate on them and assume everything they make is bad, but it's just very unstructured, the way their plan of attack. They, yeah. they don't have a plan, they just attack. Yeah, that's my problem. Like, I'm not gonna, like, get excited about anything. If something good comes out, I'll see it. That's, that's just goes to show, like, the whole Marvel versus DC. I like them both if they're good. I grew up on DC, so I love that stuff. But it's like, Marvel has earned so much goodwill. Yeah. By making wonderful stuff and listening to people and... They, they announce things I've never heard of and I'm already excited. Yeah, like, I, yeah, exactly. Just because that's what good faith does. 
and DC hasn't earned that. I, like, the, I'll say I'm excited for Joker because I've seen the trailer. The trailer, really good. And yeah. Good. And I like Robert Pattinson as Batman. Yeah, I do like that. But and I like the director behind that. Uh, he's really great. Yeah. The the what's it, the Apes guy? Yeah, Matt Matt Reeves. Reeves. Gosh, okay, sorry. We we came to it at the same time. Reeves. Um, I was just staring at you, begging that you help me <laughs> while I was panicking with the name. Um, so anyway, Shazam, I don't know if they'll ever put Black Adam in those movies, but they say they're going to do a Black Adam movie. I think it's one of those things where they're like, we signed to make a movie with Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the next five years. We're running out of years. <laughs> We've got sounds, this contract. Like That's probably what happened. I'll talk quickly about uh, some Marvel stuff. This was just a fun little blip I saw. Um, one of the writers for Endgame, Stephen McFeely, it seems like a good guy. They recently did like a Q&A kind of at like... Uh, Comic-Con and everything. Recently he said that he would very much like to write a good Superman movie, um, as he put it. I would like <laughs> anyone to write a good Superman movie. Because we haven't had a Superman movie in a while. I think Man of Steel is fine, but I mean, I want, like... It, compared to other DC, it is pretty fine. But compared to, like, especially at the time, like, we just had the Dark Knight trilogy, it is yeah. a step down. Yeah. <laughs> it is, but I, I think it had potential, but regardless, he says he'd like to make one, because, um, because a lot of people, he says, I'm kind of paraphrasing him here, that like they try to do this new version of Superman, they try to make it maybe too dark than it should be, or they don't know how to do, they don't think you can be successful with the Boy Scout character. And he essentially said, I think Captain America proves you can still adapt an earnest hero like Superman, because his morals are like unshakable. Like sometimes he has to like do things that aren't legal. Superman's always had to do that, but yeah. like. It's just the way you go about it. And, like, again, Captain America, even it took time for him to get there. You still have, like, a lot of Captain America. And even in Endgame, he's very much, like, the virtuous leader. And you can do that, right? Yeah. He's just basically saying, I think we need to stop trying to do all this weird stuff. We can still deconstruct if we build him right, you know? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Or just do, do All-Star Superman. All-Star Superman. With Tom Welling and... See, I'd still like... <laughs> I'd love to see Michael Rosenbaum and Tom Welling return for that. But I'd, I'd love if they, like, imagine if, like, DC started with a Superman and built him up amazingly, and then we got, like, after 10 years, an all-star Superman. Can you yeah. imagine what that would feel like instead of doing whatever the hell Batman versus Superman, Death of Superman was? The most unsatisfying, didn't last, useless. Yeah, I think with that Superman and, like, if they make Robert Pattinson's Batman good, mm -hmm. they can, like, kind of soft reboot everything. Or just hard reboot. They're hard rebooting, right? Yeah. Well, just have Gal Gadot keep... I like her as Wonder Woman. So, mid to, mid to hard reboot. Yes, it's a... It's a, it's, it's a semi-hard, if you will. Kinda, it's like, you know that, like, kind of weird corn syrup starch mixture you can make where, like, if you slowly put your hands through it, it's liquid, but if you punch yeah. it, it's solid? That That's kind of a reboot. <laughs> like, in some ways, it's a liquid. In some ways, it's rock solid. Yeah, just give us a new Superman... I just like that he says you can do a hopeful Superman and he'd like to do it and I say give that man a chance at making yeah. a Superman script. Um, besides that, this is just a fun one for me because a movie I love is Baby Driver and apparently the second one is happening. Ansel Elgort, Elgort. did I say it? Ansel? No. Yes, Ansel Elgort. Ansel? <laughs> Ansel Elgort was, uh, has been given a script and he seems to like it. Um, I didn't know that, that was happening. I really like Baby Driver. But Does he get back in the game? So here's my... <laughs>
So you, you like Baby Driver too, right? I don't yeah. think you liked it as much as me, but you still liked it. I liked it. So at first, I'm glad because I like any time Edgar Wright's making a movie. It's usually something different and interesting. Um, I still definitely didn't feel like this story needed a follow-up. No, I don't. I feel like it ended really well. And I don't really want Edgar Wright to do a sequel. Yeah, like he, I like him doing spiritual sequels, like yeah. the like like how something like Hot Fuzz is basically a sequel to Shaun of the Dead and everything but plot. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it's just I don't know. It's weird. I feel like there's not more to do the story. I feel like the cast you had in the first one that you killed most of was perfect. You you're probably not gonna bring Kevin Spacey or anyone back for like he, flashbacks he's and not even. Back. I mean, again, his character's dead probably because he got hit by a car, but. It's like, yeah. but still, like, there's so many that, I feel like that just that movie's fine, doesn't need a sequel. It's weird he's making a second one. Or what if Ansel's or Baby Driver becomes like a mentor to this other kid and he's trying to get him off the streets? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it, you know. I'm cautiously optimistic. I Usually Edgar Ray makes cool stuff. That, that's interesting to watch. So if it's good, I'll see it. Yeah, if it's good, I'll see it. Can that be our like tagline? Like, that's already mine. I'm gonna open the next podcast with like, "Welcome to the normal that's, cast." Where if it's good, we'll see it. Um, that's just what comes with the name of the show. <laughs> that's, we're pretty normal about it. Um, did you hear about the runtime they announced for It Chapter Two, a movie we have both been excited about? Yes, I, it's like almost three hours. Yeah, right? like two forty-five. So that's going to be a three-hour sitting in the theater. If they don't have the turtle in those 245, <laughs> I don't know what they're putting the time for. Oh my gosh, that's a long movie. And because I like the first one, I'm okay with it. That's like the longest horror movie, probably. I'm hoping that that means, though, like they are getting really into it. Yeah, get weird. Because I also like with this movie, Stephen King has been very vocal. as like Because apparently he's seen it, and he's like, he's yeah. He's seen the second one? Apparently, he's, he tweeted... Yo, it chapter two, the final. Not yo, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Um, he said it chapter two. The quote is, "Final confrontation is epic." Like he, like he said, it goes. And from what I remember, I've seen bits and pieces of the old like a uh, TV movie one. They end in confrontation with the spider Pennywise is anything but epic. They just kind of tip him yeah. over and poke it like a glowy the spot. The second part's not good. Yeah, but um, he seemed to really like it. He also apparently like. After he liked the first one so much, he contacted the writers, directors, and like he read the script to help give them notes. And even he like said he had a scene he made up new for the movie, which mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, I like that he's, because the first it's movie isn't like a direct like word for word adaptation. There's a lot they change, even like because the monsters are completely different that like Pennywise becomes. Yeah, and I'm assuming this will do a similar thing where it's the right. It uses what it should and makes it a movie where it shouldn't, you know? Because, like, it's not a perfect book, for no, sure. No, but... So, you Stephen, take the good stuff and leave the bad stuff. I'm impressed that Stephen King is, like, he's so behind it being not like the book in I the mean, right ways. He was on cocaine. He was on a lot of drugs. There's there's a child gangbang. Yeah. Like, there's, it's not a... There's weird stuff in that book. I like that he, like, told him, like, a new scene to add and, like, everything. Like, the, everyone seems just to be... Really proud of this movie, and I'm excited to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Besides that, yeah, I don't really have anything else. Sounds to say. like it's good, so I'll yeah. see it. Yeah, two, two, <laughs> sounds like it's a good two hours and forty-five minutes. 
it was that reminded me i just saw an article on like what was it cinema blend of, of someone saying what well, you've said to me before of they should bring back the intermissions because there's so many long movies these days yeah because once upon a time in hollywood was very long as well like you know some people might not have been able to hold it for that long and i think if it's under three hours you don't need an intermission but you don't like, need it but if you want to if you want it. <laughs> but like seems like we're going back into the era of long movies yeah so I think some are going to start pushing three hours. Yeah, I think, I don't know, when it's like more kind of action-based, maybe that doesn't settle very well. But if we're doing like a three-hour drama, give, give me yeah. an intermission. Give me an I need to breathe. I think uh, when it's like Tarantino had a screening of The Hateful Eight where he put an intermission. Right, I heard about that. See, that sounds like it would make sense. Yeah. I heard that's very play-like. Anyway, last thing of news Ryan Reynolds celebrated by tweeting out an image for the five-year anniversary of the Deadpool footage leak. <laughs> I'm celebrating five years since then. It's a really silly kind of like Deadpool. Um, I'm gonna show Adam. I recognize. I recognize. Recommend everyone to look it up. Of like Deadpool trying to figure out who leaked it. Still, everyone from like Hugh Jackman to um, his wife, like lively to Betty White over in the corner. It's really fun. But strangely, it says five years ago, he's like, five, we're five years in, or as I like to call it, phase five. <laughs> the point is, I love conspiracy yarn. And um, a lot of people, because again, Disney owns Fox now, and they talk, Disney talked about like, we'd like to keep making Deadpool movies at some point. Is he saying phase five is when Deadpool's gonna do something? Like, I don't know if it's X-Force or literally a Deadpool movie, but a lot of people are connecting string, if you will, like his tweet. That that is worth right hypothesizing about because sorry but he quoted the word phase five and everyone knows that's a marvel thing yeah <laughs> everyone knows that is because you you don't just say like man it's been five years or as i call it phase five like each year's no that that seems like a reference to me like there's a lot of things that i think people connect too many dots with when people make tweets like this but i think that is pretty substantial <laughs> Also, it's worth noting one of the strings. Dude, what? <laughs> what if Deadpool was in Doctor Strange two, just for like a little bit? I'd love it. I'd literally love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> I'd I'd explode in the theater. Um, a lot of people also point out Taika Waititi is on here for some reason with a string connected to him. Because like, he's in Thor. <laughs> he's in the next Thor. I know it. And then wait, so because he's Deadpool's in, the next... in Thor four. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Deadpool just shows up in that. Yeah, I thought it was, because there's a lot of people that like, there's like Tim Miller and other writers for like Deadpool, but then like Taika maybe it's just because they're friends, maybe it is like saying there's something to that. Ryan Reynolds is good at this. He's the right kind of like, or or I'm sure there's people he pays to help him with this, yeah. but they have it right when they do like his kind of teases and stuff. Because that's great. I love everything it could imply. I definitely think Betty White leaked it um, based on this graph. And that's all of the news we have. But more importantly than that, we saw, well, we've seen a movie and some media. I will say we've seen some movies, but not all of it's movies. We're going to start Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam, what are your raw thoughts now that we've? it's been over a week since we've seen it? Because we didn't record this earlier in the week like we usually do. Um... I like it quite a bit. Not my yes. favorite Tarantino, but no. there are definitely very memorable things in it that I keep thinking about, and that's a sign of a good movie. Absolutely. I just wrote down uh, like great parts. Like it didn't 
like all the parts didn't come together into a whole that I found as satisfying as say the way Pulp Fiction comes together kind of in a whole, but the performances especially were so good and there were so many memorable scenes. It's yeah. I thought it was a great movie. Like I'm on, like great movie, just good time at the theater. Yeah. Yeah, I I can't think of much else to say. It's like I can't think of anything bad to say other than it doesn't like have a through line really. Yeah. But like every individual part's so enjoyable, it doesn't matter that much. I agree completely. Like all these there's so many just like long flashbacks that just inform you and don't amount to like a ton plot wise, but like I love to watch. So yeah. I can't complain about it. That movie, I think it made like its opening weekend like forty something million dollars, which is apparently the biggest Tarantino opening he's ever had. Which is small, just because I don't know. I hear about him so much, it surprises me that more people aren't like super into him. And I think he's just recently becoming not a cult. I guess that's person. how it is. I just always grew up hearing about him, but because it cost him like ninety million dollars to make that movie, so it'll it'll probably make it back because he's usually do. Because again, they're they're still kind of a cult status yeah. is his thing, but. Yeah, I don't know. Good for them. I really liked it. Do not have more to say. What we do hopefully have more to say is we both watched the first season of Legion. That's FX, am I right? Their, yeah. their X-Men FX. Legion show. Would you Give me just a one word. <laughs> How would you describe that show? Bonkers. I was going to say zany. I'm glad we went different <laughs> rounds. Zany and bonkers. You hit here. So next thing that I watched for now, so <laughs> Legion, we're not just going to end it there. Um, this, I was so impressed by how weird it gets. This is, ties into me saying how I'm just in a weird liking state of like movies yeah. and shows. It gets like, it has no fear about what it will try. Like it, um, it also, it went for some episodes, it goes full like horror and on a like, TV show, I have several seen episodes. It. Like, yeah, yeah, it's there were because they it's delving into this mutant's mind that's very jumbled, and you learn there's something else kind of in his mind. I really loved it. I googled and learned more about that character that is in his mind. Interesting stuff. <laughs> Don't want to say the name. Aubrey Plaza gets to do so much. Yeah, <laughs> like because she's gone for like two episodes. There's like a period she where dies she's... in the first episode. <laughs> Spoilers. But yeah, she, you think like, oh, I guess they just got her for half an episode and then like she comes back in a big way and like it, they do everything from like her, because it's inside of a person's mind, it gets insane. She's like parade, like dancing through his memories at one point and yeah. like this, it's feeling good, like playing, yeah. like <laughs> the birds flying high, it's like dancing and like almost a stripper outfit it's weird and it's that's just like one facet of how weird this show is the show goes so many places and i love everything they're doing with it i love just that fx is the home of shows that want to try things in a lot of ways. fx probably has the best shows i'm noticing like i was never huge on fx like growing up but i'm noticing like they because they allow so much freedom mm -hmm. for a lot of it like they were kind of what a lot of like the streaming services are making their names off of because they allow that kind of grittier or crazier ideas. Yeah. But they've been doing this for a while. That show has like three seasons. I didn't even know. What, Legion? Yeah. yeah. Legion's got three seasons. I didn't realize. So we've got, I've got some more watching to do, but I just, I, anyone who wants to just watch something weird or even likes like kind of the ideas that often like the mutants and X-Men movies play with, like it does cool stuff with that. I like that it's it's really set in a mutant world without being like 
hey, you know the X-Men? Mm-hmm. They were in New York yesterday. Like, it's it just, it's, everyone's like, yeah, he's another mutant. Like, it's just, mutants are normal. Like, that's how it's working, and the yeah. government's trying to handle it, and we don't need to talk about it a ton. But the way it ties things in, though, like, when you do find out more about what's going on in this guy's head and how it relates to his father and someone he fought and all this, like, that's, it fits in perfectly with, like, comic stuff that I've, like, read and looked up, and but it doesn't slam it in your face, and I love it so much. Yeah. Any other finishing thoughts on that? I feel like I rambled for too long. Uh, I think my favorite part was um, the rational David Oh, the, the, yeah, the, the whole the British. There's just a scene where there's another version of him in his head that's helping him rationalize what's going on. It's British for like not much of a reason. And he's like, Why are you British? He's like, I'm your rational thought. And it's like, well, okay, sure. And they go through the chalkboard of like trying yeah. to, and then it turns into like chalk animation. Really cool stuff. More than anything, I hope he comes back for season two. You want more of that? I, I mean, you can bring back a million personalities in that show. I mean, the guy in the ice cube, like, that's just he's trapped. He's so fun. He's trapped in the astral plane. I feel like I know that actor from somewhere, but... He does a lot of stuff with Taika Waititi. Okay. He's... Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He was uh, what we do in the yeah. shadows. Oh, my gosh. I love him so much. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but he's hilarious, and he's a guy you meet trapped in an ice cube on the astral plane. You get to find out more about him. Like, his yeah. mind is just stuck. Great stuff. Um, last thing I just want to talk about a show I watched recently. I watched all eight episodes of Amazon's The Boys. I hear that's good. It's very good. It is dark and disgusting at times. Like, it goes, it doesn't, like, censor much at all. I, I mean, like, and I, I mean, like, you know, they said you can't do that kind of censoring. <laughs> like, apparently there's, like, one scene, if anything, but they, I feel like they've done darker stuff than the scene I read about, but it gets, like, between like sex and like terrible things, the gore, it gets like disgusting at times, uh, but it's really well done. I'll just say, um, what, it's a shame, it's just kind of half a season really, like it doesn't resolve a lot. Are they doing season two? Yeah, it's already renewed, okay. but that's still gonna be for like a year, which really kills me that I like, you have, that's kind of a weird thing I have with the streaming currently, is that the way like sequel seasons work, when you make it where it's like, an eight episode and they made it clearly where it's like this is half a season is what it feels like it was great but now i have to wait so long for anything to be resolved yeah but there that that's my one complaint but i have so much to praise about it there's amazing characters and performances i'll throw up like there's so many amazing cast members but just a couple highlights are obviously going to be carl urban for butcher because he's just he just hates superheroes with a passion and he's the most non like pc like no no sympathy whatsoever he's just that kind of like a-hole you can't help but root for that's good like he oh my gosh he has no filter the things he says in the <laughs> show are amazing um and the dude anthony Starr, who plays homelander the superman the leader of the seven which is their justice league mm-hmm. kind of group he is fantastic like he is so messed up the character like it's like layers of like how he controls others but then now he is like controlled like it's he is the most messed up like psychologically and he plays him beautifully (laughs) it's amazing and then in the end the thing i love the most was the world it made Mm -hmm. and i mean it honestly the politics of it that that's always the thing that's interesting in like superhero movies that they don't really touch on because this is like this is the just the premise i'm not going on any spoilers it's the politics one within the seven like how they kind of 
aren't, aren't like a perfect team. They're kind of trying to get a shoulder up on each other. Or there's intimidation yeah. from Homelander. And then superheroes are privatized. Like companies own superheroes. That's cool. And so it's there's the big one. Vots owns like all of them. They're base. They basically have monopoly on superheroes. They they sell them to a city to be that city's superhero. Mm-hmm. Like you always have in the comics, like Metropolises or Dakota Cities. It's like they're selling like they're trying to sell like Detroit. Like this is the superhero you want. Like there's a, a quick pitch meeting of like like it's because he's black and it's like he fits your demographic. <laughs> and, it fits your demographic, but also like white people like him too. Fifty nine percent approval from white people from ages eighteen to forty five. <laughs> like it's like, it's so political. It's like perfect. A lot of that stuff and just the world that creates and it's these people that are trying to uncover all of the like grime and conspiracy that there's hopefully to tear down this stuff that's mm-hmm. happened because a lot of these people have been hurt by superheroes and it's awesome. So I just wanted to highlight that for my little soapbox I'll, today. I watched that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch anything to add to the last of our closing thoughts here? Anything you've no, seen? No, I've had to really bang out Legion. <laughs> you've been so. binging Legion. Okay. I I binged that like over a week ago, so Adam had to catch up so we'd be in the same spot. Anyway, those are some things that we watched recently and loved. And that's our podcast. We'll just end it there. We're so glad that you specifically, yes, you, no, no, not you. Yeah, you. Yeah, you specifically have been listening to this podcast, and we will record another next week and hope to see everyone, every single, many one of you there. Closing thoughts, Adam? Thanks. If it's good, we'll see it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>